I'm Ryan Meyer, joined by Dennis Portillo, and welcome to the Top 4. The Top 4 is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com to find articles, podcasts, and more made by the main high school students all year long. DHSPress.com, all the news times need to know. Demas, it's just me and you again. Uh, Will, unfortunately, cannot be available for this week of the episode. He's been uh, relegated to the Europa League talk, unfortunately. But how are you doing today? I'm doing great after a great weekend of the Premier League. Top three stays the same. Still undefeated, all three of them. I don't know. It's going to be a tight race for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. We'll look at that, hopefully, much further down the line. Uh, but for now, we'll go over some of the games from this last weekend. A lot of exciting fixtures. First off, I want to start off in London at Tottenham Stadium, which is turning into the home of Chelsea, the second home. Uh, Chelsea have not lost yet facing Spurs at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the new, the new Spurs stadium. And they won 3-0 over the weekend. What's your uh, initial analysis from that game? Chelsea are a threat. They are looking... They're looking like a great squad, one of the best squads I've seen in a while. I, 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 it was a great – so the first half wasn't the best. Spurs had a good, few good chances. Chelsea, we looked – or Chelsea as a team, they looked decent, but nothing amazing. And then the second half. And then they came out after halftime, a completely different team. And I think that's like the biggest takeaway from this entire game is that how they came into the game not looking great, a little lackadaisical at times, and then at halftime changes were made. They come out in the second half, and they get three goals, and they win the game. And it was extraordinary in the second half. Is it crazy to say Chelsea are a second-half team? No, no, not at it all. It's like it's been that theme so far. No, I don't think they are necessarily a second half. I think as I think Chelsea, because of the way they set up, it's tough to get into games sometimes when it's at the start. But then once the game gets opened up, like you saw against Liverpool, that game was so open from the beginning. Um, once it gets opened up, they can just run with teams. Um, and I think, of course, they uh, they have an amazing manager in Thomas Tuchel who yeah, makes amazing changes to the manager. game whenever he needs to. Um, but, I mean, goals from, like, Diago Silva off that corner. I mean, what a header from him. He had an absolutely amazing game. Just turned uh, 37 um, a couple of days ago. And he aging is – Aging like fine wine. Yeah, he very much is aging like fine wine. And he scored – he was the one of the best players from the game on Saturday. It was it was incredible, and then Nicola Conte scored a goal as well. Always nice to see Conte get on the score sheet. Yes. And then Rudiger opens up his first goal, uh, his count again, his first goal of the season, uh, assisted by Timo Werner. It was a great assist actually. I think Werner he got the ball off the corner and he was uh, on the far side. In. He was I think he was gonna try to find somebody across the face of the goal, but there was nobody there, so he cut it back to the penalty spot. And then Rudiger was there and he made okay contact, but it snuck into the corner anyway. Yeah, so so goal's goal's a goal is a goal. Goal a goal. Yeah. And yeah. uh, we'll move on to the next game of the weekend. Man U West Ham, 2-1. That was a fun game. Oh, that's, this, is, this was a game. Was so, a Man game. U, we come out, first 30 minutes, we look shaky. We're, we're not really into the game, and then their goal wakes us up. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's a Man U theme. I think they, they can see first very, very, very often. And I said this, this was started, this is the theme that started last year as well, that they it's conceded the same early, thing often. that happened last year. We conceded first, and we always had to fight back into the game. It was an unfortunate goal as well. Ben Rama with a not very threatening shot, but just deflects off Varane's, le- Varane's back because he turned away. Yeah, yeah. He I mean, never it should was, do that. Yeah. yeah, it was an okay goal. And then Ronaldo gets his goal. He's been scoring left, right, and center for United in every game he's played in so far. And then the, the homecoming of Lingard to his lone team gets a round of applause and then scores a 90th-minute screamer to win it. Yeah, I almost... I, I'm I'm a little dis- I'm so I'm happy he scored I'm happy Lingard especially after the young boys game where yeah. the the mistake that led to the goal um it's, I'm so happy that he got on the score sheet 
I just feel so awful for as a West, if I was a West Ham fan. Yeah. Because I feel like they needed Lingard so much this year, and in this game, I think it would have been amazing for them. But I think just in general, it was a good goal from Jesse Lingard. I think he played a good game, and um, he's yeah. been playing pretty well so far this season when he's come on the pitch. So there's a lot really of controversy goal. that game as well. Yeah, Menu, with a couple penalties not called. We felt like we should have two pens at the 93rd minute. Luke Shaw gets a cross in into his hand. And then they go to VAR, give them a last-minute penalty. Yeah, I mean, and, and then Mark Noble, the guy, it was, he missed the penalty. I, it was a great save from De Gea. This is what I don't understand, why managers bring on players that are cold to take yeah, a penalty. Yeah, I never liked that. I mean, it's you see all in the Euros with uh, Jada Sancho and Marcus Rashford. They both came on cold to take penalties, and they both missed when it mattered most. They so like, never get a touch on the ball. They just go in into a big moment in the spotlight. And yeah, I mean, if you're not, cold, you're not going to have – the greatest of finish, but it was a great save from De Gea. It was a great save. One De Gea is a man who needed to save a couple of penalties after the um, the Europa League final. Yeah, it was of, nice to see Villarreal. De Gea get that save in. And, I mean, it was a hard-fought match. He pulled the out United, the 2 They got the win. Um, City-Southampton. This game was a weird one because Southampton it. defended very well. And usually City are great at breaking down teams, but they just couldn't against Southampton. And it, it goes back to my worry that without a striker, they're going to struggle in a lot of big games. If you look at the games they played, they have some games where they're absolutely dominating, like 5-0 over Norwich, 5-0 over Arsenal, 6-3 over Leipzig, and then 6-1 against Wickham in the Cup that we'll get to in a second. They but then in other games, you see a 0-0 against Southampton, 1-0 win versus uh, Leicester City, a 1-0 loss to Spurs. Like they, I, I, It worries me that in big games against good teams, they're not going to be able to break teams down at all. They dominate the smaller side of the table, but then when it gets to that big game, they that striker is. I mean, my only my only problem is that Southampton aren't a big game. It was at the Etihad as well. Like that's a game you would that's very much expect to get three points, and a game where if you want to win a title this year, you're gonna need three points. That's a game that you could just see the striker is lacking. They yeah. had zero shots on target. Yeah. And what I find funny is, uh, midweek Pep was telling everyone like saying go to the game buy tickets like they wanted to fill up the stadium to watch a zero shots on target yeah i, I think it's but tough because most fans from manchester are obviously manchester united supporters instead of city supporters and then the etihad is a very big stadium and it, it they just don't have the the capacity to fill unfortunately and I, it's kind of disappointing because they get a lot of hate for it but i think um it's 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 a real problem that city would hopefully like to fix in the future the capacity is 53,000 fans, which is a lot. Not compared to Manchester United, 75,000, but 53,000 in the stadium is absolutely massive. Uh, mm. But another game, let's move on to Liverpool beat Palace 3 0. Liverpool 3-0. Palace, that was. Mo Salah is. He's always at the. I don't know, he's always at the top. He's always performing for some reason. I, and I, I want I can't even hate on him, though. I think before, like a, a, couple, like a couple years ago, when Liverpool were super dominant, there was a stigma that Mane and, and Liverpool were. Or not, Mane and uh, Salah were, like, right there, neck and neck. Salah is Salah just, is a just different taking level. it to another level. He he the last couple of seasons, especially when they've struggled, he's just been incredible in every aspect of the game. With uh, goal. And his goal scoring consistency, he's just been he's just been incredible. And Sadio Mane scored as well on 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 the weekend. Mane finally, I feel like Mane really needed that for his confidence because yeah, he hasn't been putting the best of performances recently, and to get that goal, and to see his fellow teammate get one hundred goals. Yeah, that's great. Is Nasala is. And then one game I want to talk about for a second. It's a it's a different one. Brighton Leicester. Brighton beat Leicester two one over the weekend, 
And Brighton are a team that I always say start off really well. Then they're going to just, like, go to the bottom of the table in a few months. But I, uh, in the first five games of the season, they have 12 points, four wins and a loss. Um, they've been playing very well. They've been playing very well. They're and I want to see what you have to say about them for a little bit. They're looking really, really good. With the signing of Cucurella, he was a Barca... Great. He was a Barca Academy player. He was great, but he never got the opportunity. Came he, over to yeah. Brighton. He's been great on the left side. Yeah, he's been great as well. And then Basuma as well was playing Basuma. great. He didn't, he didn't leave over the summer. People said he was linked to Manchester United for a little bit. He didn't leave, um, and he's been great. Well, Lana has actually been I, – I think I – think He's been pretty Brighton good at Brighton. just a team of overperformers, I think. And look, I mean, their defense uh, – their back line is Veltman, who was, he was part of that Ajax team of 2019 yeah. that made that long run. Yeah. Duffy and Duffy Dunk. Duffy and Dunk, they're just beasts. They're just <laughs> huge. They're the, beast. the stereotypical Premier League center back pairing. Yeah. And then, and then Cucurella. He played great. Um, and then and now, Sully March on the right. I really like Sully March. Yeah. I mean, they had, Brighton have a great team. I'm really impressed team. with them. They Hopefully, they keep up their, their run and they, you know, maybe challenge for Europe at the end of the season when it's all yeah. said and done. Beating Leicester is always a task. Like, yeah. Leicester is a great squad. Yeah. And moving on for a quick sec, EFL Cup action. I just want to mention a couple of games. Chelsea and Spurs both uh, went on penalties. Chelsea beat um, Aston Villa um, just on, on four on penalties, 4-3. Timo Werner opens his account with his first goal of the season. It was a great header off a cross from Reese James. It was beautiful. I was impressed with that. And then Reese James also scored the winning penalty in the game. So it was a good game for Reese James. And he posted on his Instagram, silencing the haters. Yeah, and that? he very much did very silence much some did. haters. That penalty was cold. Top left. And cross his body to win it. Yeah, no, it was it was a great it was a great penalty it was a great penalty. I, I was impressed. I was worried after uh, Chile missed that penalty that it was going to be bad. But Tottenham beat Wolves three two in the cup as well. Um, this was a, a good game for them. And I want to move on to United. United. They played West Ham again. This time in the Carabao Cup. This time at Old Trafford instead of in London. And United lose one nil to really the West Ham to the West Ham boys. Really How do you feel about that game? I rewatched the game after I got home, and it was just – we just got to put our chances away. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's the easiest thing to say. Lanzini scored early in the ninth minute. Uh, it was a good goal. Uh, there's no way he – the There's no way he could have been that open in the box. But it was yeah, it was poor marking. I don't know um, what the defensive scheme was for United that game. It was, but it was Bailey not. and Lindelof, who yeah. haven't really had many minutes. And this was the opportunity to prove themselves. Prove themselves, and they didn't. I mean, West Ham, if if they were lucky, they could have had two, two. Yeah, or three. I mean, at the very end of the game, they had a couple of great chances. Jared Bowen squared um, Mark Noble away to try to make amends for that missed penalty at the weekend, and he scuffed it. Um, a player that I just want him to perform. I guess a player I want to see perform is Jaden Sancho. Yeah, it's just. It's yeah. killing me that it's been seven games and he hasn't got a goal or an assist, and that's I, what he's I known think, for. I think th- the thing is, I think his role has changed so much from from yeah. from uh, when he was at Dortmund. People see like he plays right mid, quote unquote, but it's not really the same system whatsoever. Before he was playing almost like in the Chelsea system where you had um, four cross and wing backs, and he was playing in like a front three where he was more of like a, an attacking yeah, midfielder. He attack more. And then he had. He had um, wing backs on the side. One year it was Hakimi. The next year after that it was Murnier, great attacking fullbacks. Now he's playing on the wing, far out wide on the right side. That's not really where he is at his best. He doesn't. And then have he has Wan Bissaka as well coming around him, which isn't. I mean, he's Wan Bissaka is a good player and he's getting better but af- offensively, but he's not Hakimi. Yeah. So it's 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 just it's just different. 
And I think it's going to take time for him to adjust. And I don't think uh, people realize that the system is really changing. Its role has really changed a lot. And also, Martial is another player. It hurts me to see him not. Yeah, Martial was not his best, unfortunately. Because he's a player I've always loved. He, I've always wanted him to perform. He during quarantine, he was one. He he looked like that Martial that we wanted, that Martial that we bought for, that we paid. The yeah, he was okay. Young yesterday. player of the year, but I don't know. With the coming of Ronaldo, he's looking like third in the depth chart. It is just, it's just as unfortunate it's because United are a team that have so many talented players on the bench, and cup games are always a good time for them to get on the field, to get runs in, to prove themselves, to get minutes in, in, bigger, in bigger games. Um, but when you lose in the first round of the or in the third round of the cup, that's now, now, now that's a bunch of games you're missing out on. That's the game time missing out on that kind of stuff. So I think it's just unfortunate for some of the players on the, I on the feel field. Like, then. I mean, at this point, we got to look at it in a positive way. Now yeah. we can focus on. Other competitions. Yeah, I mean, it's just Carabao Cup at the end of so, the day, but it's still a competition you want to do well in. Yeah. And then upcoming fixtures for this next weekend, some exciting ones. Saturday, uh, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time, Chelsea take on Manchester City. I I am beyond excited for this one. I'm going to be up early, 7 a.m., watching this game. Dimas, I'm going to call you to make sure you're up watching this I'm game. I'm definitely going to be up. This is going to be... One of the games of the season, I feel. I, I hope so. I think it's going to – I'm. we'll see if Chelsea under Thomas Tuchel have not lost to Pep Guardiola yet. So we'll see if it's we can keep that up. Tuchel's Guardiola's kryptonite. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. And at the bridge as well, it's always, always hard home, at the home bridge. Home field advantage. I mean, I'm just excited. I'm so excited. Manchester United take well. on Aston Villa. That's a big game. Villa are a good team. Villa are a really good team, and they're starting to – Mesh more, all yeah. their signings, Bailey's coming off scoring. They're they're looking good. They're yeah, looking I mean, good. I I um, want to go over some predictions for a little bit. We didn't do our Chelsea City predictions. We'll do that in a second. Right. For Man's uh, Man United Villa, I think this is going to be a very typical United go down early, but I don't know if they're going to come back. I'm going to predict. Um, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a two-two draw. I think Ollie Watkins or Denny Ings will get a goal early, and then United will score back, maybe even get two. But then something will happen towards the end of the game, and then they'll end up losing that game. It's a 7.30 Eastern time game as well, same time as the City and uh, Chelsea game. It's at, it's at Old Trafford, though, so we'll see what happens. But that's going to be an exciting one, too. I think the players are hungry after what happened this weekend and I'll, after this weekday, this midweek. I would say that, but I don't think – it's not going to be the same group of players, really, that are playing in the from He's the week. St- he still brought on, like, Bruno Fernandez, Jason Greenwood. True. And Bruno, he, he was mad after the game. Sure. And I want him to bring that into the game. I, th- I think it's because there's definitely a stigma around now going that, uh, that United need to win trophies. So losing yeah. that game means they're out of a competition. That means a trophy that they can't win anymore for the season already. So that's that's a tough one for them. Um, uh, other predi- games. I'm predicting a 3-1 Man U game. I, feel I, like I, we I, I can see that very much. I can see that too. Yeah, I feel like we might if we go down early, hmm. we always fight back. We always... It's hard for us sometimes, but we always prevail it, and yeah. I feel like three goals. I'm going to say Liverpool-Brentford is a 2-0 win for Liverpool. I think Mohamed Salah will score, and then I see a defender scoring. I think a Trent or a Robbo goal is not out of the question. Maybe a Van Dijk header. Maybe I, Van Dijk. I, I'm a, I think one of the defenders will score along with Mohamed Salah. I mean, he gets on the score sheet every game nowadays, so I don't know. Um, Brentford's a good team, though. Brentford's side is not bad. It's not bad at all. They started off very well to the season. I don't think they'll get the result, but I feel like a 2-1. 
Yeah, I think Brentford yeah, might I can get see a that. Brentford, Brentford have started off well. They have eight points from their first five, and they're sitting in ninth currently. Um, so they started yeah, off having well. a bad run, and people wrote them off saying they'd get relegated. Yeah, at the beginning of the season. Nah, I think I think they are the best team out of the three um, promoted sides this season between them. Watford and, and, Norwich. and Norwich. I think Wa- they're both. Watford is not bad. bad. Watford haven't been bad either, but Watford. I think they're the best team out of the three. Yeah. Another game. London, North London Spurs Derby. Arsenal. North London Derby. That's going to be a great game. Both teams need a re- this weekend. They both need this result more than ever. Uh, very true. I think it's, I mean, it's it's 13th in Arsenal versus 7th in Tottenham. But, I mean, it, they're both, it's, the table so early doesn't even really matter right I now. But it's, it's a big game for both teams. I predict this is the game Harry Kane breaks out finally. Yeah, I could see a Harry Kane brace. Harry Kane brace. And then a 3-1 Tottenham win. I I, th- I think I think the, that's my prediction. I think as well. Um it's at the um Emirates Stadium though, so maybe the home fans will cheer on Arsenal and get, they'll get the win, but I think a 2-1 Tottenham. 2-1 Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's, it's going to be an exciting one on Sunday. Um, and then the last game I want to go over Leeds is Leeds-West Ham. Ham. A little bit of under-radar game because there's a lot of bigger games this weekend. But Leeds-West Ham, both very good teams, both exciting teams. Uh, they both like to score goals, a lot of goals. And, I mean, and Mikel Antonio's back. So yeah, that, that's Mikel a plus Antonio, for them. That's a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm pretty, I think it's a draw. You think I, a draw? I, because it's at Leeds Stadium. Yeah, I think that too, but Leeds defensively have been so poor. I mean, they've conceded the third most goals out of any team in the league so far. They've conceded 12 goals to start off the season. I mean, they got packed in um, at the beginning of season I mean, five. To half of them are, have been from Man U. Almost. Half of them have been from Man U, but they also lost 3-0 to Liverpool as well. I mean, I just I just don't know if they're going to be that great defensively, and I think that'll allow uh, yeah, West Ham, Mikel Antonio, to come back and get some more chances. He's been absolutely he's incredible. He's been amazing so far. Yeah, so I'll say, I'll say a... I'll say two one one as well to West Ham. Oh. I think I think I think West Ham will pull it out and win two one. I think it'll be a classic one one. Classic one one. Yeah, classic Premier League one one game. And then last game, I want to go over again. My bad. I didn't. We didn't go over Chelsea City for the score predictions. What's your prediction for Chelsea City this weekend? This is a tough one. It is a tough one. I predict a two one Chelsea win. I like that. I d- I don't mind that. I think Chelsea will win. I think it'll be – I think if Chelsea do win, I think it'll be 1-0 or it'll be, like, 3-1. I think Chelsea will either, like, just scrape a goal in or it'll be, like, a little bit of a goal fest for what both teams are kind of used to in terms of big games, and it'll be, like, a 3-1 Chelsea win or maybe even a 3-2 Chelsea win. I just don't know where – I, I, this isn't even because I'm a Chelsea fan. I want Chelsea to win. I don't know where City are going to get a goal from if it doesn't come from a mistake. I don't, I don't know who's going to be able to, like, break the lines in between the defense – and uh, create gaps because I think the midfield to defense is a little bit of a gap you can get into, but the the defense is so solid when it gets to five across. I just I just don't see it. Any of the false nines that City play don't have the experience or anything to get past that Chelsea back line. I, yeah, I just don't know I where don't, the goal is going to come from. So I'm gonna say I'll say three one Chelsea. I'm expecting a, an, a, a fun goal fest. I think Romelu Lukaku will score, and then I think. Maybe a, a, a Kai Havertz goal again. He scored against Liverpool. I think he's a, he's a big game player. He scored against City in the final last time they played. So I mean, I'm, I'm expecting hopefully I, a Kai Havertz goal. I see a Lukaku goal, and I also, I don't know, man. Mount is a big game player. Mount, we have a lot of big game players. Yeah. A lot of these young guys have proven themselves in big games throughout the I feel the like Mount year. will get his goal against, against City as well. And hopefully. for City, I think if, if they do score, it'll come from a mistake. Or like something a mistake that's not like. Or a corner, maybe. 
I don't. I think our, I think the corner defense has been too good for Chelsea. But I think maybe I, I could see a set piece possibly. Maybe De Bruyne puts a ball in. I mean, De Bruyne he puts know. in perfect place passes. Yeah, so you I never know. Well, either way, it'll be an exciting game this weekend with a lot of other fixtures. And with that, we'll wrap this episode of the top four. Thank you for listening. Come back next week to hear our analysis of the Premier League and UEFA competitions taking place in the next week. The top four is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Check out DHSPress.com to find all the news Tynes need to know. Thank you and goodbye.